everyone. Welcome into ADC Sports Dallas Primetime. I'm your primetime host, Mauricio Rodriguez, streaming with you live every Sunday through Thursday night at 8 p.m. Central here on Dallas On Demand Sports Talk Network. You can check out more Cowboys articles and Dallas Mavericks articles over at adcsports.com slash Dallas. In the podcast platforms, you can also check out Ian's new Mavericks podcast now that the maps are on fire. Primetime, as always, brought to you by our friends over at freemanhyundai.com. We will talk more about them and the right of the week in a few moments here on the show. But tonight, what is on the agenda? We will discuss a particular free agent that the Cowboys could be interested in, according to some, and why it actually makes sense. I know the Cowboys are not known for getting these deals done. They're not, they're just not known for that. We are used to them being interested. We mentioned the Stephen Jones clause a show ago in which they always say, if the price is right. And since it's the free agency market in the NFL, the price is usually not right for the Cowboys. However, this one in particular does kind of make sense. I can see it happening and we'll get into why. We will also discuss Jair Alexander's new deal as the highest paid cornerback in the NFL, what it could mean for Trevon Diggs. And in specific, uh, one question as how the Cowboys will approach the situation. Tyler Smith off to a good start also on the agenda. And then last but not least, we'll celebrate the Dallas Mavericks win. What is up, everyone? Make sure you hit the like button. Share the stream. What is up, Ryan, Tommy, uh, King, Dallas, 24 as well. Uh, thank you, guys. Thank you, guys, for tuning into the show. Let's talk about Anthony Barr. Because there has been some rumors on the Cowboys being interested in Anthony Barr. More than rumors. So there was this tweet by Clarence Hill from... Fort Worth Star Telegram, in which he indicated that the Cowboys were indeed interested in Anthony Barr uh, if the price was right for the Cowboys. ESPN put out a prediction article for free agent additions, and Anthony Barr was in there for the Dallas Cowboys as a linebacker option. We know that the Cowboys sort of need some help at linebackers, specifically when it comes to the depth of it. Uh, there are a lot of question marks surrounding guys like Leighton Vanderish, the young Jabril Cox, so on and so forth. So you, you can see why the Cowboys could be interested in a linebacker. But here are three reasons why, in my opinion, it does make sense for the Cowboys. And again, I know they're not known for making these deals happen. Before we get into the reasons, though, are you for or against signing Anthony Barr in free agency? Just as a Cowboys fan. Would you be excited about Anthony Brown, uh, Anthony Barr, excuse me, wearing the star? Let me know your answers in the chat. And before I give you my answer, let me talk to you about our friends over at FreemanHyundai.com because the ride of the week is the new 2022 Hyundai Sonata. You can check it out on the website. It starts at $26,739 miles per gallon capacity of 28 in the city which goes up to 38 in the highway. It's got two front LCD monitors, and you need to check out the interior design when it comes to the Sonata over at FreemanHyundai.com. 
comes with Apple CarPlay slash Android Auto, electric stability control, a very useful feature as well. Check out the new 2022 Freeman Hyundai Sonata over at freemanhyundai.com. Once more, that is freemanhyundai.com. Go check it out on the website. Now, Anthony Barr. Nicholas says he's against him. He's injury-prone and in bad, and it's bad in coverage. We have already have injured-prone linebackers. Ninja says he's sort of redundant with Micah and isn't nearly as good, but we are pretty thin at linebackers, says Ninja. Uh, primetime field, all caps four. Ryan Doyle says, I'm for it. We need to add depth. Uh, King Dallas says, yeah, why not? <laughs> he got a lot of experience at this spot. He can help out the new linebacker. Tommy is also for it. Gregory says against, but it's not happening anyways. And, you know, it's it's fair. Joey says against. Joel says that he doesn't know who he is. Anthony Barr, you know, he's missed a lot of games because of injuries. But he is a linebacker that's known around the league, I would say. Samuel Rose says against. So we have some mixed answers on tonight's episode here on primetime. Listen, I am for Anthony Barr. I really am. I understand the the notion in Cowboys Nation that the Cowboys are not going to sign any free agent ever anymore, but hear me out. I think it actually does make some sort of sense because the Cowboys do make low uh, low risk high reward bets in free agency. And that's what Anthony Barr might be at the moment, to be honest. You might be talking about a player that, and this is actually the wrong picture here that I'm using. Let me try to find the correct one. Uh, this is from an old show. Anthony Barr makes sense for the Cowboys for three main reasons, in my opinion. Number one, he's a low-risk, high-reward bet for the Cowboys at this point. You know, at one point, he had a 30.5 annual value per year salary. That will likely not be the same in 2022. He's still looking for a deal, has not been signed yet. He's played 13 games over the last two years. And he is not your traditional three-down linebacker at this point. So I'm guessing that the Cowboys could get him at a discount price, and that would actually fit what they do in free agency. That's the number one reason. Other than, of course that they do need help at linebacker and kind of desperately. That might be their biggest need at the moment. Number two, the number two reason why I believe it makes sense. It's Dan Quinn's hybrid roles. And Anthony Barr might be looking for a team in which he is also used as an edge rusher. Because when we talk about Anthony Barr, we're not only talking about an off-the-ball linebacker, we're talking about a pass rusher as well. And somebody mentioned it already in the comments. Might be redundant with Michael Parsons and all of that. But Dan Quinn has done a tremendous job sort of mixing these roles for a lot of players. When we talk about Dan Quinn's hybrid players, we might think about Michael Parsons first and Jaron Kears second. But think about a Dorrance Armstrong, who also had this sort of different assignments in certain packages in, in which he would be like a mucked up linebacker. He would be dropping into coverage or he would be rushing the A-gaps. He would be doing a little bit of everything. And if you can get more hybrids in Dan Quinn's defense, then that opens up even more possibilities 
for Micah. If you want to use him as an off-the-ball linebacker more often in a certain matchup or drive or whatever it is, you can do that with these kind of guys. That's a, I would say that it being redundant to Micah, I would argue, actually helps Anthony's bar cost with the Cowboys rather than the other way around. It makes it make more sense to me at least. So that would be my number two reason, the fact that Dan Quinn could actually have a role for him that makes a lot of sense, not only for the Cowboys, but for Anthony Barr himself. That might be what he's looking for. And then number three is the obvious George Edwards connection. Right now, a Cowboys assistant. Back then, he was with the Vikings from 2014 to 2019. George Edwards and Anthony Barr know each other pretty well. And, you know, in the NFL, these connections always have a certain weight. Those would be my number three reasons why Anthony Barr makes sense for the Cowboys. I know, I know, we are all in the same boat here in which we say, I don't see the Cowboys pulling the trigger. That's what their approach has been in free agents. And we're at a point in which if they sign somebody that's even known to seven out of 10 NFL fans, they might not pull that trigger. That's how we perceive their, their approach to free agency. But this one kind of makes more sense because I would argue that they do make these low-risk, high-reward bets pretty often. Somebody saying that, hey, Anthony Hitchens is also there and he could be, Nicholas is saying that he could be better than Anthony Brown. Uh, Anthony Barr, excuse me. I don't know. That's a fun debate, actually. Uh, I wouldn't know who's a better linebacker. I do think they're very different. In Hitchens, you might get a more traditional guy. And with Anthony Barr, you have the versatility argument on his side. Uh, I don't think he's a bad player. I just think Barr makes more sense for the Cowboys right now. Now, also, we have a quote here, a comment here from Joey Vela that says, I want to see the Mon Clark, Micah, and Cox on the field. Listen, we might get to see Clark at some point this season. I don't doubt it. But it's sure as heck not going to be in week one. So Clark is not keeping you from adding anyone to this roster for the 2022 season. So there's that. I'm also excited for the LSU linebacker. I'm not as high as him like somebody was uh, that said... Uh, it was a fan. It, it wasn't an analyst or something like that that said on Twitter... He was my number one linebacker on the board for this draft. Uh, and people were like, yeah, okay, if you say so. That's like uh, Jerry Jones holding up his, his draft board and saying that Clark was actually number 15 on their board, but they thought that they could get him later. <laughs> so they wanted to secure uh, Tyler Smith. So Clark might be at some point on the team. I don't think he's ready to go in September, though. That would be so impressive. By the way, I was surprised by Clark saying that the Cowboys were the team that actually told him about the issue and, you know, having surgery and all of that. And Clark even said they were the last team that I would have expected uh, to draft me. Interesting situation there. Rams says Toxic Tom. Over here getting Wagner, and we are getting excited for Barr. Man, I hate our front office. Now, 
I would like Bobby Wagner better. I will not say that I wouldn't. But I would, I would get pretty excited for Anthony Barr. Listen, you can get some depth with some starting potential, uh, maybe a one-year deal. You're not even talking about a long-term commitment. You get some sort of insurance on Jabril Cox. I'm excited about Jabril Cox, but at the end of the day, he's coming off from an ACL injury, and we have not seen anything from him at the NFL level, honestly. So it's a big question mark at linebacker. With Micah, you know where we stand. He is a linebacker, but he's also a pass rusher. So you don't want him to be tied to certain linebacker responsibilities just because you cannot get anybody else on that field. It makes a lot of sense to invest at linebacker. And last week, we even mentioned the possibility of a Joe Schobert, for example, with the Pittsburgh Steelers formerly. Uh, joining the Cowboys could also be, you know, any linebacker that's out there makes sense. And there are some undrafted free agent guys, but it would be quite optimistic to expect them to have any sort of impact on defense. Aaron Hansforth, those guys, they might make it, but they might make it in a special teams capacity, not for their defensive skill set, at least for 2022. Luke Gifford, also a name that has gained, earned some sort of love from Cowboys Nation, but he has not played on defense. Team in special team snaps, which is why at least he's a lock to make the roster, in my opinion. But I'm not sure that we can be, get excited about Luke Gifford playing defense. Ninja says, don't downplay Dean just because he's an eagle now. Dude is still good. Talking about a Kobe Dean there. Uh, Matthew says, hey, bud, are you taking calls? Unfortunately, no, I, I actually do not take calls. You can call, of course, Skywalker Steel as every morning. Maybe some someday we can get some uh, phone call segment involved here on the show. That would be fun. That would be fun. I know that Skywalker Steel has a lot of fun with it. If someday it does happen, I wouldn't like to, to make it a daily thing because that's Sky's thing, and, and I think that's pretty amazing. Uh, Micah is his own breed. This is Joey Vela. That is, that is definitely right. King Dallas says Micah is the goat. What is up, Kenneth Fraser? Welcome into the show. <laughs> toxic Tom. Oh, Toxic Tom is, is, is really, you know, being toxic, saying, Mo, don't give his number out to peasants like us. <laughs> All right, guys. All right. Let's move on to the next topic here. Anthony Barr makes sense to me. I've said it. Jair Alexander, cornerback for the Green Bay Packers, got paid today. They announced a four-year deal for $84 million for the Packers cornerback. And, you know, the corner market has been sort of reset at this point. Your top three in new money annual per year salary are Jair Alexander at $21 million per year, Denzel Ward, $20.1 million per year, and Jalen Ramsey with the LA Rams at $20 million per year. And if you are a Cowboys fan, you're paying close attention to whatever cornerbacks are getting paid right now. Because you know that you have a certain guy that finished last year with 11 picks that will be looking for a payday in about a year or so. Right now, He's not in that conversation because he's not even eligible 
for an for a contract extension. He will be eligible though in 2023. And it does seem like if he keeps it up, he could be in line to be the next highest paid cornerback. And the gain, not not because not because he's the best cornerback around or anything. Come on, you know that. Because that's how the market works in the NFL. If you are up, then you are eligible to become the highest paid player at your position if you are a top-tier sort of guy. The question, though, seems to be, is Trevon Diggs that guy? And actually, my question for me to you guys right now is, would you feel confident in re-signing Trevon Diggs after 2022 if he has a similar year to 2021? Matthew, I will get to your super chat in a second here. Would you feel confident in re-signing him? That's my question from me to you guys. And it does seem to me like if you are the Cowboys, you are pretty interested in re-signing him, in re-signing him as soon as you can. The Cowboys have not had necessarily that approach to some other in-house free agency candidates. They've sort of waited around, even with Dak Prescott, they let Amari Cooper into free agency and they have not necessarily paid their guys as soon as possible, but it could be in their best interest to do so. We'll get into why in a few moments here. Everyone in the chat has a resounding, yes, sir. Joey Bella says, absolutely. Jason says, hell F yes. Primetime, I would, even if he didn't have a similar year. So everyone is, you know, up to pay Trevon Diggs his money when he is eligible for that. Chris says, if Diggs gets 10 interceptions, he's getting paid. That's a high benchmark. That's definitely a high goal, an ambitious one. I don't think that's even what the number is for, for Trevon Diggs. 11 was honestly an anomaly. And I, I hope that at some point in December, we can play this clip of me saying this, that he will not get as many interceptions because that's not what happens in the NFL. And we can play it as a cold take, maybe. But being real, it's difficult to have those interceptions because it's also an opportunity thing. And Trevon Diggs might not have that opportunity to get as many interceptions in 2022. The, what I want to see, and I guess what everyone wants to see is how successful will a Trevon Diggs season look like without 11 picks? And you guys know me. I don't, I'm, I'm a Trevon Diggs fan. This is not me doubting him. I'm just wondering what it will look like and what the hype will be at that point. I'm a resounding yes as well when it comes to paying him his money. And I think that the Cowboys need to get this done ASAP. In 2023... The Cowboys don't have that many free agents to be worried about. Probably the biggest name in their 2023 free agency class is Dalton Schultz, who is set to play under the franchise tag in 2022, unless they reach a long-term extension before the July 15th deadline. Other than that, there's not many guys waiting for an extension. Look forward to 2024, though, and the list includes CeeDee Lamb, Tyron Smith, I don't think that Tyron Smith is going to stick around after that. You know, and the Tyler Smith is kind of a pick into the future. Uh, Trevon Diggs, 
lesser, you know, quote unquote, lesser guys that will maybe not reset the market with Dorrance Armstrong, Jaron Kears, Jordan Lewis, Malik Hooker, Neville Gallimore. All of these guys are soon to be free agents in 2024. So 2023 will be all about what assignment do you get out of the way early? As in, will you get Crevon Diggs deal done early? Will you get City Lamb's deal early? That's the question. And I think that's what's best for the Cowboys. But they have not done a lot of these deals this way, though. Not even with Dak Prescott. They even let Dak play under the franchise tag. Let's see some of your comments here in the show. Everyone is so, Alonso as well, going with the C for, for Trevon Diggs getting paid. Keep up the grinds, it's cash money. Thank you to cash money. Tommy915 says, if he has half the production, it is a success. Toxic Tom, Ryan all will need to get paid in 2023, Mo. <laughs> oh, man. Primetime Field says, I believe like four or five because quarterbacks will choose not to throw his way as much. That's what you want, definitely, though. That's what you want. Uh, let's see, though, here. I wanted to get to a super chat. This is from Matthew Villegas. Thank you for your comment and your donation, Matthew, asking who are your breakout season candidates? I do want to put together a show when we maybe dive into these breakout candidates. Ah, I mean, I will... I will not include rookies because I think that would be cheating. I believe that Jalen Tolbert has the chance to be among the rookies, that breakout candidate right out the gate and maybe impress some with his production because he will get plenty of opportunities to do so. But if we're not going with rookies, you got to go with Jabril Cox. Like that's, that's the obvious answer. The linebacker, that will get the chance to start. So Jabril is the guy. That's your obvious answer, I would say, for, for a breakout candidate uh, player. I don't know if Malik Hooker applies because Malik didn't have a super high snap count in 2022. He started playing a little bit more towards the end of the season. Now, however... It feels like he's projected to be your starting free safety. So I'm, I don't know if Malik Cooker is an, like an eligible candidate to be a breakout player of the year. Chris has the right answer here in the chat. I will be fair as well. I know a lot of us still have questions about whether or not he will be on the roster. If he is on the roster. And you had a Mike McCarthy talking about his work just a, a few days ago. Kelvin Joseph, boss man fat. You know, you cannot, you cannot ignore the fact that he's still on the team, that coaches in front office are still talking about him, and the fact that days and weeks have gone by, and he's still there. So assuming he's on the roster, you're assuming he could find his way onto the field versus Anthony Brown because Kelvin Joseph on the field in 2021 was 
pretty successful when given the chance. It was a limited chance, but he made the most out of it. So, obviously a big question mark whether or not he will be on the roster at all. But if he is, that might be the second best answer behind Jabril Cox, in my opinion. Or even number one on the list. Primetime Phil says Jake Ferguson. That could be a surprise candidate. I said I would steer clear from from rookies, but Jake Ferguson, I agree. That's a good answer. I don't like the jersey number, though, for Jake Ferguson. I, I don't think the tight ends should wear 40s. <laughs> I generally do not complain about numbers, but a tight end using 40-something, yeah, that's just not for me. That really is just not for me. <laughs> Nashong, right, also could be Simi Fihoko. I see some answers with Simi Fihoko with Tommy915. And, and, you know, the second-year wide receiver could definitely do something. How about Matt Farniak? If Farniak beats out Tyler Viadish for the center job, you might be talking about Farniak being your breakout player of the year. We need to put together an entire show on this topic. Thank you, for, uh, thank you to Matthew for his comment and his donation and his super chat. Now... You know who's good? Who's off to a good start in the meantime, though? Tyler Smith, talking about offensive line. And there was this particular tweet that I wanted to bring up just as a cool thing before we close out the show from Bobby Belt. So John Owning, editor at PFF and a big voice in Cowboys Nation, put out a poll on whether or not you thought that Tyler Smith was going to be better than 2021 Connor Williams at left guard. Not, you know, for their entire careers, just for that single season. And John Owning's point was that maybe we're getting a little, uh, our hopes a little bit too high. Maybe Tyler Smith is just not at that level in year one. And Bobby Belt from 105.3 to fan came in with this inside saying, Hands were consistently on the numbers this weekend instead of on the shoulders. And with Tyler Smith, hand usage and hand positioning was perhaps the biggest question for the first-round rookie. So some positive news there on the Cowboys' first-round draft pick. Of course, that is a storyline that we will pay attention to throughout the entire offseason on ADC Sports and really just everywhere around Cowboys Nation. Watch out for, for Tyler Smith. Important point here, though. The Pats are not on. So we'll see how things change when they do. Tommy says, I don't like that he's wearing Larry Allen's number. That's fair, Tommy. But that's not a number that the Cowboys had really saved before. Even Joe Looney wore uh, Larry Allen's number. Here's something, though. You guys know that Bob Sturm, who was with us the night before the NFL draft here on primetime, uh, we, we, we know that he tweeted out that if the Cowboys drafted Tyler Smith, he was going to file his retirement. And then he called, Tyler Smith called Bob Sturm on the air and he talked about Larry Allen and he really knows who Larry Allen is. Like, he knew before he got drafted by the Cowboys. So at least 
you know, if you are against it, you might like the fact that Tyler knows what's going on. Tyler knows what's going on. Anyways, before we get out of here, just a quick celebration of the Dallas Mavericks Game 7 win versus the Phoenix Suns. They advanced to the conference finals versus the Golden State Warriors. Before I leave you tonight, let me get your take on one more thing. Will momentum be enough to carry the maps to the NBA Finals? While you give me your answers, while you give me your answers, let me invite you to listen to Ian's show at the ADC Sports Dallas platforms. Because as you guys know, primetime and the morning show with Skywalker Steel, after they stream live, you can find them on Spotify, you can find them on iTunes, you can also check out Ian's Mavericks show, and they're quick hits, honestly, they're like 16 minutes long, 15 minutes long, shout out to Ian, he's doing a great job for ADC Sports, and he is covering the Mavericks for you. Will momentum be enough? Jason goes with the hell, the F, yes, Gregory goes with the no, Kevin Knight actually rooting for the Warriors here, Hey, we don't have as many, like, uh, Cowboys fans that listen to primetime are not as in line when it comes to the NBA. Um, Mavsin5 says Jason. Bruce says yes. Toxic Tom says, Mo, I heard that Jerry wanted to be a part of the Mavs game plan. Puto Maps says Stephen White. Yes, sir. Alonso says, sorry, I'm from California. Dub Nation. Hey, we're casuals here when it comes to the Mavericks. So, of course, I need to go with the freaking yes answer here. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, make sure that you smash the like button here on Primetime. As always, let your friends know by sharing the stream. Hit the like button. Every like allows us to put this show in front of more Cowboys fans. Uh, please do so. We are live every Sunday through Thursday night at ADC Sports Dallas Primetime. I will see you tomorrow night. 8 p.m. Central Primetime, as always, brought to you by our friends over at FreemanHyundai.com. Check out their ride of the week, and I will see you tomorrow night. Thank you, guys. Smash the like button.